Welcome to Carbon Times. As the global drive towards creating a more sustainable world for us all continues to gain pace, our goal is to create interesting content where we will speak to people from across all sectors on what can drive sustainability in everything that we do. We are inviting interesting guests along to talk to us about their experiences and what they are doing to share knowledge, experience, innovation and ambitions. As ever, we want to get everybody talking. We all have a responsibility to create a more sustainable world. We spend something like 90% of our whole life indoors. It's everything from your own home to companies and factories. We get married in those places. Our children are born. Some great scientists invent a cure for disease in those buildings. But buildings are some bad news for the climate. Welcome back to Carbon Times. This week, we are delighted to be joined once again by the ESG director from the Workman Group, Vicky Cotton. Vicky, very nice that you could join us again. There is a reason for you joining us on this occasion, and that is to talk about your recent appointment under the Better Building Partnership as the chair of the Managing Agents Focus Group, which is an amazing thing to see. So welcome. Yeah, tell us a little bit about the role. So yeah, delighted to have been appointed by the Managing Agents Forum, appointed in the last couple of weeks, uh, taking over from Carl Brooks, who's done an amazing job for the last four or five years since the group was put together. So my role is to lead the group, obviously, a group of managing agents who've come together predominantly to make sure that we align our focus on improving and driving forward ESG across the real estate that we've got responsibility for managing. A couple of areas of particular interest for me that the Managing Agents Partnership really focus on and that we're going to drive forward in the next couple of years. You'll all be aware, hopefully, of the amazing property managers toolkit that the Better Buildings Partnership has put together. Brilliant resource, open to anybody, taken a couple of years to bring together input from the Better Buildings Partnership group as a whole, but also the Managing Agents Partnership have collaborated on those. We've put these pieces together, as I say, over the last couple of years, really proud of this, with the sole intention of driving performance across property management so that there is a tool there that anybody can go to and find detailed guidance, detailed checklists, um, and hopefully really start to put processes in place to drive forward the ESG agenda. So that's the piece that I'm, I'm really focused on making sure that everybody knows about, everybody's got access to, and more importantly, that the property managers are using, all property managers start to use as a, as a call to the services that we offer. It's really good from an industry perspective to have people like yourself in positions where you're able to will not only make a sort of day-to-day difference, but also be able to drive things in the right way. I think the toolkit is such a good example that I guess for those that don't know, if you had to do a little quick marketing pitch on what that toolkit is, what's the overall objective of the toolkit and the process it follows? It's an absolute go-to resource. So there are different categories. There is procurement, there's travel, there's energy, there's water, there's waste all the different sort of core ESG focus areas. And under each one sits numerous guidance notes that sort of set out the main priorities under that category. 
And then there's checklists. There's checklists of all the things that we should be thinking about from a core perspective, core sort of management service, up to best practice effectively. And it sets out for any property manager kind of a process to follow, but bluntly, basically, just to make sure that we're not missing anything to make sure that everybody's in a position to kind of drive towards an aligned standard and improve as far as we possibly can the, the properties that we're managing. Is there an idea maybe to develop that out further in the future, that once people get more adept at using the toolkit, that it becomes, I don't know, maybe an accreditation mark type of... There's certainly a process in place at the moment to improve training around this and not just around the toolkit, to improve training generally for property managers I'm not sure whether you're aware, but there's training already provided through the Better Building Partnership and Hillbreak. They've collaborated on a training piece for asset managers. And we're really keen as the Managing Agents Partnership to create the same sort of training, um, maybe delivered slightly differently because we're aware we've got to get to a lot more property managers, but certainly a process in place to start to think through how we better train property managers using that toolkit, but as I say, a wider training piece as well. So really excited about pushing that piece forward and making sure we can deliver that as soon as possible. You mentioned that's built off the success of the training that's already in place for the asset managers in provided as well. So for those people that might be interested in, what types of things does it cover? And you know, if, if I'm sat there as a property manager now, why would I want to undertake this? I think property managers have so much thrown at them now. And ESG is just one of those things. But what we want to do is make this as easy as possible, but more importantly, as aligned as possible. We're quite conscious that the Better Buildings Partnership Managing Agents Group are quite conscious that we're all doing our own thing at the moment. And that training will vary massively in the way it's delivered. And what we want to do is align that so that everybody's looking at the same sort of focus points and driving an understanding of targets would be really helpful so that everybody's kind of working towards the same sort of targets. Everybody's Everybody's aware of the opportunities that are out there so that any property manager has, has kind of got a basic core that they can rely on from this training to really push this agenda so that everybody can deliver a sustainable building as far as they possibly can based on what they get given. There's a good point there around the amount of information and requirements and new things that are always thrown at property managers. So I guess if you put yourself in that role, it must be really difficult to actually connect with everything how do you find that with this overall agenda? Something as an overall point, and I'm kind of keen if you see the same observation, is that people connect with this a lot easier than a lot of other incentives or compliance windows or things that have happened in the past. What's your experience of that? I think it's a much easier sell, the whole piece. If we look back to kind of where we were 20 years ago with health and safety, it's a much harder piece to sell because largely at that point people didn't understand the need for it i think where we are with esg now everybody can see or the majority of people hardly come across anybody now who's not engaged with this piece everyone can see what's happening to the world it's coming at us from all angles isn't it so i think everybody genuinely does want to make a difference it's just giving people the tools to do that and empowering them and that starts right at the very sort of foundation of property management. It starts with making sure that the, the site teams understand the building, they've got visibility, they've got granular data to hand, because they hold the key to so much of this. And, um, I'm passionate about empowering our M&E teams and our site teams generally about driving the agenda. We're really keen to actually promote a piece around that, which we're calling Managing for Performance, which follows the whole design for 
performance piece that Better Buildings Partnership have created. So the managing performance piece will, again, give property managers the tools to work towards the targets and the certifications and the accreditations that we know are coming. But it will actually set out, again, sort of step by step on how they can improve a building, if they can improve a building, because we have to bear in mind that there will be some stock that we can't get to a certain point. And it's just documenting that in the same way. It's setting out a framework. So again, another piece that's coming. We're certainly not there yet, but developing this whole piece. It all comes back to giving the property managers as many tools as possible and putting it into the sort of language that everybody understands and everybody can drive forward. The success of the design for performance, um, what do you think are the key areas that has led that initiative to be picked up and for people to be you know, welcome following it? I think it's an understanding that the design stage is the biggest opportunity that we've got with any given property. Mm-hmm. We know that once a property is designed and exists, everything else has got to be retrospective. If we can get it right at design stage, that should be the easiest best opportunity to drive things forward. And again, it's putting in processes that mean we're not missing tricks, that we question everything and that we push the boundaries as far as we possibly can. And and that's not necessarily spending more money in a lot of cases. It's just thinking in a different way and thinking of different ways of getting to where we need to be and really kind of pushing the boundaries of what we're trying to do so that all eyes, I guess, are on net zero or all given opportunities. I think that it feeds well into what I see as well around the way that the industry generally is collaborating in a way that I haven't really seen, you know, throughout my whole career. And I think that's really interesting as well. And I think, and that goes back to that fundamental point you made earlier about everyone being invested in it. And it's an easy subject to talk about because I think one of the ways that's facilitated this, and it's not only, you know, it's not a direct influence, but indirectly is that it used to be that you'd have, you know, the sort of C-suite within the organization, the finance team, the sales team, the operational team, the delivery team. And those, you know, they interlink in a lot of ways and there's lots of crossover. But this is something where, you know, you could actually have a figurehead in each of those parts or each of those layers of the business just to represent sustainability. And their role would be not only understood, but appreciated, welcomed and and embraced, you know, to that degree. And I think that's really driven a lot of this easier facilitation of collaboration with organisations more willing to work together, you know, managing agents clubbing together to come up with tools that facilitate better business across the piece rather than just, you know, sort of within their own insular insular requirements. So, I mean, being part of the Better Building Partnership in itself puts you in that bracket. But what's your experience of that and how do you see that going forward? I think there's certainly much better collaboration, but I think there's still gaps. As all managing agents will know at the moment, we're at Gresb kind of peak reporting period. We all want scope three data. The whole industry is crying out for scope three data at the moment. It's that big sort of annual push for, for, for data. And we're definitely not there yet. So collaboration is absolutely key. Collaboration with the right people in any business is the bit that we still find quite challenging who we ask for the data. And it will be different in every single business. And it's not just data. It's who we go to to understand their own objectives, their own targets and strategies, how we can help them as much as they can help us. And sometimes it's FD level because they hold the purse strings, obviously. Um, And and sometimes it's it's kind of 
on the ground operational level, unit by unit. So it's finding the best contact. And again, that's a piece that the Better Buildings Partnership is working on with their owner occupier forum. Mm. But as a managing agent who sits squarely in the middle of that chain, it's absolutely our job to engage with every single occupier. We, we know that. But traditionally, we've engaged on paying rent and the service charge, the, the level of services provided. Mm. And now there's a much bigger piece of engagement that's required. And it's something that we're working really hard on, but we're definitely not there. Yeah. If anything, interestingly, this year, we seem to have taken a little step back maybe on this whole piece. We're so confident at the end of last year that, that this would be a really good year because I thought, you know, everybody's embracing this. Everybody's coming in. And definitely in some cases, we've had really good engagement. Mm. But in a lot of cases, we've had, I'm really sorry, I'm just too busy. Yeah. And, and it's how we improve that whole piece and make sure that we're not asking one kind of one tenant isn't getting a hundred requests for data at this point in time every year there's a piece around this so we're working on finding solutions for that piece as well because i think it will make a big difference but for gres first and foremost but much more importantly and much more generally for the whole net zero strategy and pathways we really need that data yeah, it's really a challenge. I think the data challenge, I think, is one that, you know, as an organization carbon profile, we come across all the time in terms of, you know, somebody might have carried out an EPC in the last two years and we're now, you know, commissioned to work on the whole portfolio that that property is part of. Sometimes it's difficult to go back and get the data, you know, from the previous assessor and then it depends on what software they use to create it, whether it's consumable, you know, if they've used an online system where they can only then share plans or data files rather than actual digital models. So there's a lot of challenges out there around being able to kind of bring all that stuff together. But I think the wider reporting parts of it feed into it really well as well. Everyone is being asked with things like GRES and, you know, other levels of reporting that goes up to the board. It's interesting what you say about the slow off as well. Do you think some of that is born out of confusion? Because something I find at the moment is that I'm really at, at pains for anyone to actually sit there and tell me what net zero means to not only themselves, but then to the organization they work with and the impact they have everywhere, you know, like, so actually defining it on a case by case basis is really difficult because people expect it to have just net zero. And then you'll get asked by a client to come and help them improve their EPC scores without them understanding that that doesn't necessarily make their building more efficient. You know, like, so, well, obviously if you put double glazing to replace all the single glazing, it will make the building warmer. Yeah, it will. And it will make it more efficient, but it won't impact the, well, it will impact the EPC score, but only in a minimal way. You know, it's that, finding the right way to manage the complexities that we have to still be able to get down to the right story. I don't know, is that, do you find the same challenges with clients? We do. And we find lots of mixed messages on this whole piece, lots of different sort of targets. And as you say, a general kind of, I wouldn't say a lack of understanding, but maybe lack of clarity on kind of direction of travel for clients. And so many times in the last couple of months, particularly, I've had clients kind of asking whether it should be focused on EPCs and EPCB, which a number of clients are. And I think in the last six months, there's been a real kind of awakening to the fact that we really need to start driving now towards an EPCB. But kind of how that fits into the bigger picture and how that fits into net zero more generally. And what we're conscious of is we don't want clients just to be focused on this B piece. It needs to feed into a much bigger, bigger program. So they may well be looking at the recommendations behind an EPC 
a standard EPC, mm-hmm. but don't get fixated on those. You might end up putting a windmill on your roof if you do. <laughs> and maybe look at the bigger picture and take a step back and, and feed that whole EPC piece into your net zero reporting a wider bit because you, if we get the net zero reporting right, we'll hit a beat. The other metrics that you get from EPCs as well, I'm finding those moreover are becoming a part of the wider conversation now, especially when you say things like that, like linking it back to your ESG and going back to something you said earlier about we have to sort of acknowledge that not all properties are going to be able to achieve a Bambi. So how do you justify that as part of your portfolio, keeping it as an operational building? Maybe it operates with an exemption, but you have very strong ESG credentials. Well, what we're helping people to maybe understand is there are other metrics, even throughout the EPC, like the building emission rate and the primary energy usage, which you can link back to your scope two emissions and be able to you know, incorporate those into your reporting wider than just obsessing over getting a B, you know, because it might be that we've only been able, you know, by over our target, we only got these to a C, but you know, we're waiting for the cost of equipment to come down and then we'll take the next step. But we've offset that with the fact that we have had a 45% overall reduction in carbon output. You know, that type of approach as well, I think we'll see creeping in. Absolutely. It's coming, isn't it? A portfolio approach rather than an asset approach. But I think we still have to understand each asset, asset by asset. And that's what we're keen to help clients do now is to start that journey because it's going to take a while. And in numerous occasions, we're not going to be able to do anything until the lease events give us a building back potentially, or we're going to have to start working with occupiers now to find the right opportunities to do these works. So many times I'm kind of, I'm asked about air source heat pumps and is that the solution to the whole thing? And it's kind of, it's finding the right solutions for each asset on an asset by asset basis and then bringing it together and looking at where the the kind of net position is, I think, across everything. But as you say, not being fixated on one aspect of that, looking at the wider wider picture. When you're talking to clients that are taking you know, what we would consider to be the right approach, a portfolio approach rather than asset by asset, while still appreciating that they're all different. Are you finding that conversation easy as it goes up the levels in terms of, you know, that it's being appreciated at board level and they are committing? I don't know, I guess, sorry, I'll reframe the question a little bit that my overall wish, and it always has been in this industry, is that we get cost and carbon on the same line at that level. Are we getting closer? We're not there, but are we getting closer? Uh, We're not there, but yes, we are getting closer. I think for a number of years, this piece was a box ticking exercise. I think the industry admits that, that they're quite open about that. I think COP26 played a big role in putting the word greenwash on the agenda. Um, Certainly the clients that we're working with directly on this don't in any way want to be seen as greenwashing. It's now moved to the next stage, which is the practical implementation stage. And that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant for the industry. This is how we will drive change. We've just got to do it really quickly, I think. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to get on with it. (laughs) We we have got to get on with it. And we all know that, don't we? We, And we've all got a role to play in getting on with it. So it's finding ways to kind of cut through to actually doing the doing and finding the right opportunities to do that, making sure that the budgets are available, making sure that we phase this into our PPMs for a sort of longer term view on it. And deciding when the target is, because all our clients have got different targets, deciding what they're working towards. And yeah, giving ourselves the best chance we possibly can on it. To reach net zero for that individual, because I think that's the key aspect around that. Do you think um, 
with all the you know when we say things like we're getting closer we're not there yeah but we can all feel and see the changes happening at all levels do you think it's primarily internal or external factors from an organization that's driving that i think it's a combination to be honest I th- it's more internal than it was yeah it comes back to, to where we started doesn't it that there's an appetite now a personal appetite for change i think a personal understanding at the layers and levels that we need through business to drive this change, that there's still lots of external factors that push it. And there will increasingly be so, I think, as targets, as legislation evolves, which I still think it's got a little way to go on that. So to answer your question, I think it's a combination of the two, but it will be the boardroom, I think, that pushes this and businesses internally that push this rather than external factors predominantly. Yeah, that's really interesting. So before we wrap up, then, if you transport yourself to a year's time, you've been in position for a year and you look back, what does success look like when you look back? I think it will be the property management training piece and being actually able to deliver that. It will be managing for performance and having a framework around that agreed and adopted by property managers generally. They're the two main objectives, I think, that I would like to see in the next two years well i look forward to you know coming back and doing another episode where we can talk about those successes that'd be really good thank you very much excellent well as always thank you for joining us vicky thanks for your time thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next time on carbon times